Hello, friends. Master here bringing you episode 410 of my show on the mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm breaking down what I call the holy trinity of social media success. Luck, likability, and expertise. Yes, it's another episode about social media. What can I say? I'm obsessed with it. And also, this is my podcast, so I'm going to do what I want. And I'm still extremely grateful that you choose to listen. All this and more, but first... Hey, DJ! Gimme that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion. And discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it poppin'. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. What up, what up, my podcast people? Thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So right off the bat, little announcement for you. If you haven't been listening, tuning in, I have a YouTube channel. I've actually had a YouTube channel for like, eight years and my number one video is how to release a popletius that I recorded like seven years ago uh, but I have revamped the or re-energized renewed I don't know what you want to call it I'm doing the YouTubes again really loving it uh, you know the past two episodes I think I've spoken about my my editor Dr. Joe O and uh, I just wanted to have a formal plug in this podcast episode that I record stuff and put it over there. These episodes are over there. Maybe at some point they'll go over there. We will see. But if you like watching YouTube videos, you like learning on YouTube, I got a channel. YouTube.com forward slash The Movement Maestro. We'll link it in the show notes. Uh, but I would be remiss if I didn't formally, you know, announce it, formally pitch it, formally shout it out. So did it and now we can move on to the actual episode. Talking today about social media yet again, because I love it. It's a top of mind. And I'm, you know, deep in the Instagram intensive. We are just finished up week number two. I'm doing all the things with YouTube. I'm doing the things with TikTok, doing the things with Instagram, doing some stuff with Twitter. But that's really just, you know, sharing my musings. Uh, but it got me to thinking about who succeeds on this platform. If you listen to last week's episode, 409, I got rowdy i got heated i really enjoyed recording that episode if you haven't listened to it yet give it a listen after this one thank you for linking that courtney uh but recorded that episode and been thinking about what it takes to succeed on social media and like i said last week there are no guarantees in this game and so for folks who really want that guarantee and they want the guarantee of if i have this input i will get this output social media probably isn't the thing for you to do. I've had this discussion with people I work with as well as it relates to the entrepreneurial you know, life. If you want a guaranteed outcome, you want to be like, I worked eight hours today, I worked 10 hours today, so I want this outcome, then the entrepreneurial life is not for you. Go and get a regular job. Nothing wrong with that. I think it's actually great. Uh, and it's double great because of that self-awareness piece. You know what you need, you know what you like, and you're going after it. But in terms of social media, effort does not guarantee the outcome that you desire. Creation does not guarantee 
ovation, meaning you can work and do all the things and still not make it. There is a really good movie. I think it's called 20 Feet from Stardom. I always say 20 Feet from Fame. I think that's actually a better title. I'm going to write a letter. Uh, But it's either called 20 Feet from Stardom or 20 Feet from Fame, something like that. If you Google it, uh, it'll come up. And it's about backup singers, right? And the reality is some of these backup singers are more talented than the main player, right? Justin Bieber's backup singers, Beyonce's backup singers. They're more talented, but they didn't make it. And they didn't make it in the same capacity. Perhaps they are happy with how they made it. But from an outside perspective and thinking about them, if they were going after like, I want this singing career, I want to be the front runner, the front man, front woman, front person, they didn't succeed in that capacity. And I think that there's a, a lot of ties, a lot of similarities to social media where you can do all the right things and you just don't make it, right? You can literally show up in the exact same way as somebody else and you don't get the results. Or if you want to put a happy spin on it, you show up in, a, in some way and you do make it and somebody else that's doing the same things and maybe you think they're kind of doing it better, they don't make it. So if I'm going to break it down into the three parts that contribute to success on social media, it would be luck, likability, and expertise. That big, that first one, luck, is the biggest. Did you were you in the right place at the right time, doing the right things? Right? There's there's another trifecta there of putting yourself into that situation and having all the other parts ready to go. I'm thinking about that right now with uh, as I start a YouTube channel. If someone was to go there, if a video was to go viral, it's not really the best time because I don't have that much other stuff on there. A lot of the other videos that I have on there are movement videos. And so if it was to go viral, people would be like, what the fuck is this? Right? Because if the video that would go viral, it would be if it was a current one, is about online business, social media. So if people go to that and they want more, they're like, wait, but I can't get more. This is something that I teach ad nauseum in the intensive and just I talk about in general on social media that you want that body of work, that cohesive, coherent body of work that supports whatever niche that you are looking to get into so that when people go to your page, your channel, whatever it is, they can binge, right? We are in binge culture. Netflix created this and I'm not mad about it, right? I like to consume it on my own, at my own pace when I want and having all these episodes and all these things up allows for that. So if a video goes viral and you're in the early stages of things, there's a very good chance that it's not going to convert into a massive audience because there's no, there's nothing else for them to go and binge on. So I do really talk about being prolific with content creation for this reason so that you build up that body of work quicker, more quickly than if you were to go slow, obviously. And it allows people to binge if and when something goes viral. So that ties into that luck component. Are you, were you in the right place in the right time? Did you start this thing when it was really, really hot? What was I looking at? I don't remember what it was. I don't know, an email. Uh, Was it an email? Was it a, I think it was an email. And it was just talking about timing and how certain ideas just didn't hit because it was too early. So there was, they did like a screenshot of Uh, like groceries on delivery, pet stuff being delivered, a social network, and they flopped. And part of that is that timing 
piece. I think that we can look at all three things and dissect the luck, likability, and expertise there. But they actually did solve a problem that now we all love and want to have solved. But it was just a little bit early and people had people had a tough time buying into that. So there is a huge luck component to succeeding on social media, whatever that looks like for you. And to that end, the best way to win at to win a game that has a, a big luck and timing component, wow, I cannot speak. The best way to win a game that has a luck and timing component is to simply always be playing. This is why I, once again, am so adamant about being prolific with content creation and that longevity reigns supreme. Keep going. The next piece of this, this likability factor, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently and basically trying to figure out how to articulate it without sounding like an asshole. But likability is subjective. And I think that there are possibly things that are a bit more universal in terms of likability, just like there's things that are a bit more universal in terms of what makes us feel good, uh, things that we enjoy, things that entertain us. But it's still going to be subjective. And what one person likes, another person can totally hate. I think that's another valuable piece about social media is that there's so many people on it that you... You have more of a pool to, I don't want to say choose from, but more of a pool to, a bigger pool to interact with. And all those people can choose and decide if they like you. There's more people to decide if, if they like you. But when it comes to social media and people deciding to hit that follow button and deciding to follow you and deciding to support you, there is a likability component. I am by no means saying that you should seek out to be likable and because what we see with that is then people just change their behavior but understand that likability and whether or not people like you that person likes you decides whether or not they follow you if I was going to kind of put it into a, a succinct phrase I wrote this down beforehand likability comes from your ability to help people get what they want and do it in a way that they agree with slash like one more time Likeability comes from your ability to help people get what they want and do it in a way that they agree with slash like. There is a movie, it is called Red Sparrow, and Jennifer Lawrence, aka Katniss Everdeen, is in it. And it's it is an intense movie. So if you don't like those kind of movies, and by intense I mean like like kind of dark and just it's a lot. Like, oh wow. If you don't like those kind of movies, then you shouldn't watch this movie. But in the movie, she is like a, a, I don't know, I don't want to say spy, but like kind of a spy, something like that. And in order to like infiltrate literally people, in order to get close to people, the training that she and the rest of these people undergo is learning how to determine what people like and what they want and then give it to them in the way that they want. And yes, there's like very much like a sexual aspect to this. They train men and women in this. But it's fascinating when you think about it, I think it's, you know, manipulation and being a sociopath 101, but you don't have to weaponize this. What I want to talking about now is just understanding that this exists. And when, when you choose to follow somebody, when you choose to listen to someone and you choose to give them your attention, never mind your, your money, I think attention is honestly more valuable. When you choose to give that to them, it's because you have said, I like them, right? When you choose to give it to them, continuously especially in the beginning you're like I think I might like them and then if you keep listening you subscribe you follow you purchase things it's because you like them and to me what that means is that you like their ability to help you or that person has the ability 
to help you get what you want. And what you want could be a laugh, entertainment, footwear, clothes. It doesn't matter. It's a thing that you want. And they do it in a way that you agree with in a way that you like, because there's plenty of, like we're in the information age. There's plenty of podcasts out there, plenty of, you know, books that you can be reading, YouTube videos, whatever, all the things. And yet you'll say, I don't want it from that person. It's the same information, but they're not doing it in a way that you agree with. They're not doing it in a way that you like. And part of that could be the other values that they hold. Part of it could be the way that they're saying it. Part of it could be their voice. Every uh, cohort of the Instagram intensive, I encourage, I don't say every, it started, I don't know, a few cohorts ago, we're in round 12 now, but I encourage people to read the book, The Go-Giver. And I always preface it by saying, if you listen to the audiobook, which is what I do, did, and I still do, I listen to it each time that I'm running the cohort. One of the narrators, his voice to me is annoying. <laughs> I don't like it. And I'm like, this is bad to me. I would not go and consume other stuff from him, even though he can you know, has the ability seemingly to get me what I want and teach me these things, right? That's what I want is to learn these things. And the approach he's taking, the the style that he's using, the way that he's teaching it, the way that he's framing it, I like that, but I don't like his voice. So I wouldn't go and get more stuff. All of these things play in. Again, we're not looking to weaponize this and we're not looking to try and change our behavior to fit what people want because Everyone wants different things. Everyone likes different things. But understand, if you're ever trying to figure out, why did that person you know, go viral? Why did that person succeed online and this person didn't? Well, one, there's a big luck factor. Two, there is that likability factor. Now, I know uh, this is kind of the reason it took me so long to, to speak about this. I understand that there's a lot of societal uh, influences with this and what people have been trained to like and what people have been taught to like and what we see a ton of, right? What we see a ton of, we become familiar with and there, you know, thus we like it more. I get it. It is what it is. And yes, we can work to change that and we can work to change that within ourselves, right? We identify, why do I like this thing? Am I okay with those reasons? Okay. And then move forward. So I would be remiss if I didn't say that that part of, yes, part of the reason that people succeed on social media is the likability factor. If we're kind of staying with this this um, concept and perhaps problem of, um, you know, even media, mass media pushing certain things, that ties into the luck piece as well, right? Were you lucky enough to be born looking a certain way and having certain privileges, well, then you have a greater chance of succeeding at these things. Don't shoot the messenger, folks. I'm just here dissecting why I believe people succeed or don't succeed on social media, right? So we went through two parts so far, luck, second part, likability. The third part is expertise. And I wanted to do this episode. Uh, I was kind of like, how do I want to talk about the likability thing? And is that enough for a full episode? I know I could do a super short episode, but I, I like to get certain points across and an Insta homie, a dope Insta homie, and also a former uh, Mamigi Instagram intensive member reached out. We have we have really good DM convos. And I won't say that person's name because I didn't ask them before if I could say their name. I always forget to do that. And so if you're listening, which I'm 
pretty sure you are because you're the best and you listen to all the episodes. Uh, thank you for this idea and pointing this out. But I was having a DM conversation and the person was like, you know, I listen to, you know, Jill stuff. I listen to your podcast. I listen to James Wedmore's podcast. And I'm listening to all this business stuff. And I'm realizing that I should probably be listening to things that are within my niche and will help me better deliver the service and better and get better results for my people. And I was like, yes, 100%, right? And that is that expertise part. Do you have the expertise? Are you able to get the results? What is it? James Clear quote. I, I drop it all the time. It's clever marketing can sell once, but only a good product can sell twice. That means can you get the results for people? And in order to get the results, you got to have the expertise. That takes time. And this person brought up a really good point and something that I also, you know, it's good because the confirmation bias, I, I believe this and say this as well. Starting a, an online business is typically way easier when you start in person and you've already had that in-person experience. When you have those reps from being in person, you have that expertise and you know that you can get the results. You have the expertise, you have the confidence, you have the reps, you have the results, you have the reviews, and it allows you to just take that skill set and deliver it online. You're not having to learn that initial skill set. And I think that one of the reasons that a lot of the podcasts that you may listen to regarding business don't really talk about this because it's almost presupposed and it's almost assumed like you need to be proficient and the goddamn best at whatever it is that you do. I'm going to toot my own horn here. Uh, but I went and I was looking at my YouTube channel last night and the video that has the most views that how to release the pop Lydia's, has 67,000 views on it and had 55 comments. And I was like, maybe I should respond to these. Some of these comments were from four years ago, <laughs> but some of them were also from four months ago. It's kind of the beauty of YouTube, which we'll go into in another episode. But I watched the video and I was like, you know what? This shit is good. It's not all massively edited. I 100% recorded it on my phone. Uh, it, I did it in like a solid take. It's not pieced together. I taught, I explained, I brought in some anecdotes. And at the end of the video, I was like, this is good. This is helpful for people. And the comment section agreed with me. It was like, I tried this. I got immediate results. I did this thing. I felt better. I tried it. I'm definitely feeling, you know, a bit of improvement. I've been looking for this, for something. I, you know, I've had this issue and I find this video and I did it and it helps. And one guy was funny and he was like, why the fuck does YouTube put the good videos at the bottom of the page? And I was like, that, that comment was from like a year ago, maybe four years. Ago, I don't know. And I wrote back to him yesterday, last night and was like, this comment wins. This is hilarious. And thank you. And I'm glad it, that it helped you. But there needs to be that expertise there. You have to be able to get results for people. If you are not a good marketer, but you are the best at getting results, you don't need to worry about being a true quote unquote marketer advertiser. Your results will bring you more people, especially in the in-person space. Right? They'll tell other people, they'll tell someone else, and you will get those clients. If you don't have that expertise yet, then that's when we see people starting to lean on that you know, heavily on the marketing and they're really diving into that. Part of that, I think, is that it, it can be more interesting for people to learn as well. They're like, oh, look at this thing and it can you know, perhaps get me the, the result, the outcome, more money that I want. At the end of the day, results reign supreme. Results and longevity. So that expertise piece needs to be there. And I'm going to tie in with, within this expertise piece, like your ability to get results, but also your ability to, as it relates to the online space, 
teach and explain whatever it is that gets these results. If you can't deliver that, then obviously people can't consume it and they can't get results, right? It was the John Wooden quote, something along the lines of, it's not what you teach, it's what they learn that matters. If you are not good at delivering this in a way that people can actually internalize it and utilize it, then it doesn't really matter. So this is what I'm thinking. This is what I believe. Please don't shoot the messenger. When it comes to succeeding on social media, we got that trifecta, that holy trinity of luck, likability, expertise. I think that there are obviously pieces within each of these that we can look to work on. And no, we're not looking to weaponize likability. But I think kind of from like a retrospective or if you're just looking to like analyze things, like that does make a difference. And so what can we work on within that likability piece? More you, right? From the luck component, that's just showing up. In a game that favors timing, in a game that favors luck, your best chance at winning is simply to always be playing. So what can we do with the action item there? Keep showing up. Keep doing the thing. Be prolific. That likability piece, more you. It's not about trying to figure out what people like. It's allowing them to see you and then giving them the autonomy to decide if they like you or not. Autonomy is sexy. And then that expertise piece, well, that's very, very clear. Go and become the best at what you do. And this doesn't just mean go and listen to a zillion podcasts and read a bunch of things. This also means do the thing. I know that it becomes that kind of like, well, what comes first? I had that chicken or the egg, whatever. I need the people to get the results, but I need results to get more people. Go pound the pavement. Go and ask your friends. Go and ask your family. Start there. An online business, always the easiest way to succeed is in person. So get creative. Maybe you're offering things for free. Whatever. I did a ton of that in the beginning, right? I also had a job as a physical therapist. That's where I got that expertise, right? As it relates to PT. And then I had a job working for Rock Tape. And that's where I got that expertise and gained that proficiency in teaching. I worked for somebody else. There's nothing wrong with doing that, collecting those skills, improving those skills, mastering those skills. And then you have that expertise that you can deliver on the social media, on the digital platforms in and on the interwebs. All right, that's it. That is all that I got for you. Keeping this right around 22 minutes, which is what Emma Jack said is that magic number. I love it. One last shout out to the dope human who uh, inspired this episode and uh, slid into the old DMs and said, hey, what about the expertise piece? Or hey, you know about learning more about my craft? Thank you for that. If you listening to this have any requests or suggestions, please slide on into the old DMs at The Movement Maestro or shoot me a text, 310-737-2345. Don't email me because I'll probably never get back to you. I'm just going to say it. But you can use those two methods and I will absolutely hit you back, hit you up and be super, super grateful. As always, endlessly appreciative for everything. Check out that YouTube channel. And if you like what I'm what I'm putting out here, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, do me a solid and share this with somebody who you think it could help. This is literally the number one way that the podcast will grow. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, maestro 